you got to clap because everybody's going to clap in the beginning when you win at first. But then that road of 10 years, 15 years, it ain't going to be a lot of people clapping for you. It's just going to be you and yourself. question would be how do you know entrepreneurship is for you how do you know somebody this is what they should be doing how do you know you've done it i've done it how do you know that entrepreneurship is, no, is for somebody? somebody you've done it but i've done it i don't know Look, he's, a hater, <laughs> he's a hater man he's a hater i don't know what i've done it this dude act like i ain't been on the call with him earlier hey people switch up when the camera on see what i mean people switch up when the camera's on man okay they be switching up What's wrong with your hands? This ain't sign language. <laughs> so, yes. People yes, switching uh, up, man. Here's how I would say. I would say if you're uh, having issues when you're working with your employee, uh, let's say if, you have a, if you're working a job and you're never satisfied at that job, it might be telling you, hey, it's time to move on and, and do your own thing. Uh, for me, it was when, hey, I didn't want nobody telling me what to do. It was, I was like, I'm getting tired of you telling me what to do. I was tired of working for someone else. These were signs for me that it was time for me to start my own thing and do my own thing. I didn't want to work for anybody else. I didn't want anybody setting my pay rate. I didn't want anybody telling me how much I can get in a raise, when I can get a raise. I didn't like any of those things. I didn't like people telling me what to do and reporting to them. I didn't like all of those things. And guess what? All of those things said, hey, I need to do something my own self. Now, how do you know you're going to have the, you got to have the tenacity to do it? And that's one thing I think people need to understand. You got to have the tenacity to be able to get into a business. It doesn't mean you have to be fast. A lot of people want to be fast, how fast you are. But did you ever hear, heard of the story of the tortoise and the hare? The tortoise and the hare. The hare was, the rabbit was really fast, but he didn't win the race. And so what you need to understand is, and this is where I would encourage you, is to take your steps. And if you go slow, that's fine. Take them slow. Just be consistent. If you take a step every day, guess what? You'll get to the finish line. And it might be slow, and that's okay if you go slow. That's nothing wrong with that. Go slow, but get there. Be consistent. Stay with it. They're going to be up. They're going to be downs. But guess what? You got to keep going, moving forward. And people tend to quit. They tend to do like Roberto Duran, fighting Sugar Ray Leonard. You may not even know who that is. Go to Google and look it up. But he said, no, no boss. He said, no more. No more. I can't take it. And that's what most people do. They go, no more. I can't take it. And you're going to have hardships. Nobody has a business and didn't have hardship. So don't think every business started out in this booming whatsoever. Hey, let me tell you this. Starbucks, you guys drink Starbucks. What It took like 13 years. 13. Listen at me. 13 years, if not longer, before they even hit and then grew. So it was 13, maybe even long, may have been 20. I don't remember. But the point, the point is, it took them a long time before they really became Starbucks. And why? Because it's trial and error. Things happen. You do them this way. You do them that way. 
Then you find out what works with you. You find out what fits you. You find out your vision becomes clear on what you want to do, how you want to do it. And so these things allow you then to be able to get better in your business. You need so many hours to become proficient, like 10,000, I think, hours to really become proficient in doing what you do. So it takes time. So I want to encourage you that if you, hey, getting ready, thinking about a business, want to do a business, it's a great thing. Great thing. I would encourage you to do it. But you got to remember, it's not going to be easy. And if it's not going to be easy, that's why most people quit. That's why most businesses fail. They run out of money. They're not doing their money properly. And it's not easy. And don't despise the beginnings of humble beginnings of small beginnings. Because a lot of people start small, baby. A lot of people start small. So you might say, well, it's really nothing there. It's not much to it. That's okay. Stay with it. You say it's not big. That's okay. Stay with it. Hey, it hasn't grown. That's okay. If this is what you believe you're called to be and do, stay with it. Don't give up. Stay right there. Continue to press forward. Continue to push forward. And, and of course, what I would always say, put God first in that whole thing. And when you watch that thing grow and flow, and it'll be a change in your life that is incredible. Definitely. I agree. I agree. You know, um, it, I read a quote. I don't remember who said it, uh, but they stated entrepreneurs choose to be business owners so they can work 80 hours instead of working for somebody for 40. Right. And this is very and much you really true. Do. You're going to work a whole lot more. You're not going to work less. You're going to work more, actually. You're going to work a lot more hours putting in that time, more. but I, I but do, I do freedom. agree with you. Freedom, freedom. I, I think freedom. a lot of entrepreneurs realize that they would rather be the person in control. Um, at the end of the day, right, how much they make in a year, they're in control of, right? So whenever things don't go right, they can look at themselves. They can point the finger at themselves. They could have done a great year at their, the, the company they work for. Now, some companies, right, depending on what position you're in, you could be in sales, commissions. It could be based on you and what you do. But there's some other positions you may be in where you've done phenomenal. You've taken on more work. And guess what? Salary increases ain't coming this year because the budget doesn't support it. Right. Or guess what they did it to you last year. They can only do it every couple of years for you. They just can't give you an increase. So no matter how hard you work sometimes. And guess what? It doesn't supply or doesn't necessarily translate into more money, more growth for you as a person. Those opportunities don't necessarily always open up as an employee. As an employer or the person that has a position of power, you regain that control. You redefine what your purpose is and you can find what, you, what it is that you're passionate about. And truthfully, some things you may not be passionate about, but if you want to create a company and you go into it, by all means, do it. You don't always got to be passionate about what you're doing, but some people do get burnt out about it. But you got to understand there's some things that I think key points in running a business. And my six years of running a business that I've learned is you got to be a competitor. This is why I love reading certain books on certain people uh, like Kobe, Michael Jordan. You know, I'm reading a book again by Tim McGraw or um, what's his name? Uh, Tim Grover. I'm sorry, Tim Grover. He was the uh, trainer for Mike and Kobe. I love reading the book because I love hearing about the mindsets. You got to be a killer. You got to be a killer. A lot of people are killers in sports. They don't know how to translate it to the everyday life. That's a different conversation for a different day. But when you're in the field of business, you are sharp. Because there are other sharks coming for you in business. Guess what? There's always a new person coming into your field, a new competitor. And guess what? They're looking to take some of your market share. So you got to be saying not only 
as a new as a new person into the field, how can I take some market share? But guess what? Once you get up to the, the mountaintop, guess what? They come up for you even harder because you're at the top now. And everybody wants to take down the person at the top. So oh. you being a competitor is not only how can I compete to get into the market, it's also how can I sustain and stay in the market long term? That's even harder. They always say it's, it's hardest to make that first million, but then it gets easier. But guess what? More people coming for you, too, because they know you're successful now. You got that tied to you. So, hey, competing, competing is hard. That's one of the main components. I would say be consistent, being a student. A lot of people think they know it all. That's the problem with a lot of people. A lot of young people. I was around a dude not too long ago. He said, man, I know everything. I'm already, I already know everything. And I listened. I said, ah, wrong approach. Rookie mistake. You're only 27. How can you say you know everything? There's so much more to learn. Every part of your life, it doesn't matter if you get to 60, 70, 80 years old, you will always be a student in some way, shape, or form. You have to be a constant learner at all times. Uh, let me give a prime example of that. Uh, obviously, I'm older because I'm the father. I'm the big dog, right? You see them wrinkles on his face. <laughs> I'm the big dog. <laughs> so as the big dog, right, uh, I can tell you I've learned some things from the pup. The pup. Other side. Okay. Other side. That time? Okay. Yeah, the pup. I, I've learned some things from the pup as well. You know, sometimes he brings new things that I listen to him about. And I'm going, you know what? That that's a good approach. And I'll change some of the stuff I do because I hear what he's talking about. So I I, I think sometimes people are saying they as they've aged, they kind of know everything, but that you can't even know everything when you get older because things change. They morph. Uh what you guys do now in this generation is different than what we did in my generation. And guess what? I need to learn some of the things that you guys do that apply now that will keep my market share up, that will keep me viable, that will keep me uh, alive, so to speak, that will keep my business going strong. So I, I've learned a lot from him uh, as we've been working through different things and as I listen to him. So I, I learn a lot and then I learn um, as he's Going through things, I've been through all of that. I go, mm -hmm. I listen at, and I've gone, you know, I've scaled all that. I've listened at, I've been through those roads, but I don't want to go that way. Uh, so, you know, you you learn, and I think what he's saying is true. You got to think about, I mean, are you teachable? Because if you're not teachable, guess what? You are going to make more mistakes than anybody else, a whole lot more, because you're not willing to learn from people who have done it before you and people that may be younger than you that are giving you things and, and like I would have to do younger than me that are saying things that are, that are, that are intelligent. It may be things I haven't thought of or ways I haven't thought of because no one person knows it all. Trust me. No one person knows it all. And guess what? There's always something you can learn from the person next to you. I would say that whether it's don't do it or whether to do it, you can always learn something. So I would say always be open to that is what you can learn and how you can grow because you, you do have an opportunity to grow. And let me say this, no one is ever staying the same. If you think you're going to get it to a spot and just stay there and keep it right there, it's not going to happen. You're either going to be uh, 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 progressing or digressing. It's never staying the same. You're not going to stay and stay right here and hold it. It's not going to happen, especially in business. You're either progressing or digressing. You're not doing one or the other. That's it. There's nothing else in between. No, I agree so, with that. I think, I think a lot of people as students are not, uh, as a student, I think this is hard for a lot of people. 
Huh. You hear that? I said I learned from him. What, what is he supposed to do? The all this, what is he supposed to do? Oh, to you want you? Oh my gosh, gosh you want to hear it back? <laughs> this guy here, he wants to hear it back. Look, you, man, you already know. So, anyways, as a student, you—that's the one thing that a lot of people struggle with. I think as a student is when you are trying to learn, you have to be comfortable with being in rooms uh, with other people that are ahead of you that could be the same age as you. They could be older than you. Typically, they're going to be older than you because success takes time. So a lot of people are uncomfortable being in these rooms. I'll tell you from experience, I used to be uncomfortable, but I actually now enjoy it. I like being with people that are ahead of me because guess what? I can drill them with questions as long as they're open to teaching me. You know, I'm the student. I want to be taught by the mentor. You know what I'm saying? I want to be the mentee. So teach Let me, me tell you a story how can that. you grow. Hold on, man. Let me tell my story. It. And no, no, everybody's not willing to teach you. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you a story. Here's my okay. story. I wanted to learn from a, a speaker that was on a platform. He was on the platform. He was teaching about this specific topic. And he was, man, he was really, really good. And I was thinking, hey, why don't I go over there and ask this guy, would he be my mentor? And I learned from him. Now, I went to him. I called him, got his number, called him up, got it to his place of business. And I finally got to him. This guy who was on the platform, who's well-renowned, he's known. And I got to him. I said, man, I'm going to learn from this guy. He's going to be my mentor. I called him up. When I got him on the phone, I said, hey, I saw you on this date at this location. I was in the audience. And I heard that you taught such and such, another person. And I know them really well. And I want to know if you'll pour into my life as much as you poured into there. And you know what he told me? His answer to me was no. Now, you're talking about stunned. So I, 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 I was like, no. And I was saying, you know, I want you to be clear. I was saying, I, let, me, let me be clear because I thought I wasn't clear. So I said, let me retract my statement and be clear. I want you to mentor me and I will pay you the same amount as he was paying you to meet with you and go over things. And then he said, I understand. So, okay. Now I said, okay, now we, now we tracking because now, you know, I'm willing to pay out as much as he was willing to pay out. And his answer to me was still no. You talking about stunned. I'm going, no, but I'm willing to give you the same amount of money. I'm willing to pay. Matter of fact, I, I said, guess what? I will raise what I'm paying you per session $100 more than whatever he was paying you and do the same number of sessions. So if he was doing one session a week, I'll do one session a week plus $100 more. And he still said no. And his reason to say no was not that he wouldn't take my money. He said, I didn't have what it takes. Wow. I was going, he said, you don't have a big enough, what he called influence. He said, you didn't have what it takes. And I was sitting there thinking, 
how, how do you know? How would you know what my influence will be in the end? When you mentor me, that should have grown me to where you say I should be. So I'm going, I'm confused. I thought your goal was to help me to get bigger than what, uh, and so he, he was saying no, because he was saying he only takes people at a certain level, certain size. Then he told me, well, before you go, I thought that was messed up. Then he says, well, you guess what? If you take this test, he wanted to give me a test, send it to him, read this book. It was, of course, one of his books. You write something about his book and then send it to him. And then he's going to tell me whether or not he would accept me into being a mentor, mentee relationship. So what, after he told me that, I was like, mm, I don't want you as a mentor. Because if your approach is, if you got to, I got to already be something for you to mentor me, it meant that you couldn't grow me. It meant you, you really couldn't grow me. You couldn't help me to grow and develop. All you could do was help tweak me. And I didn't want you to tweak me. I wanted you to help grow me. And there's a difference. So you are going to wait till I'm already a certain level. And then you want to tweak me at the level and say, here's the tweaks you need. And let me mentor you on tweaking you so that you would look a certain way or, or exhibit, you know. But no, I wanted you to grow me. So you couldn't grow me. You can only tweak me. So at the end, I was going, no, I don't want you. I don't want you as my mentor. So I said, well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. I thank you for telling me no, because it's motivated me. But I said, in the end, now I've listened at you. I don't want to have a relationship with you in that now. So I appreciate it. Thanks. And we left and went our separate ways. Mm. Interesting. Not everybody can help you grow. And well, what I learned from that was this. Not everybody can help you grow. They may know more, which he did. They may be bigger, which he was. They may have more money, which he did. All of those things that would help you to grow, but not everybody's willing to help you to grow. Not everybody can help you grow. So you got to find the right mentor-mentee relationship. You got to be in the right room with people who are willing to help you grow. And then there's going to be some rooms that you need to be in that'll help tweak you. So right. I'm going, you got to know who's the tweaker and who's the grower. Two different things. They got to match the morals and values. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. That, that's really good. What you said, I, I mean, I liked it because I feel like even outside of that, I, you know, you said a lot of different uh, interesting pieces from that story. And I would say is also being able to deal with no. You know, yeah. a lot of people can't deal with no. You know, somebody tells them, hey, you know, I want to come in and do this. You know, you want to turn a, a sale into a conversion, right? You're so excited. You know, you're, you're green in the eyes when you're starting a company. And your first 10 tries is all no. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people quit when they hear that. It could be one time they quit. It could be 10 times they quit. But what you need to understand is even if you're in sales and you don't own a business, you understand you may shoot 100 times and your ratio may be three out of those 100 times. You know, what I find interesting is that out of those three times that you won, right, and you shot 100 times, you're losing more than you're winning. But out of those three times that you did win, it could be life changing. And I yeah. say this to say from experience myself owning a company. I've shot a lot of times at school districts. Oh, a lot. Oh, I probably inputted uh, RFPs, which we call requests for proposals. 
we've gone to a lot of districts and we've submitted them. And I used to do it by myself. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was I was learning. I was trying to submit it. I was trying to figure it out. And then after that, I started having somebody else do it for me. They didn't have a lot of experience doing it, but I just didn't want to do it anymore. I thought delegate. Then I got smarter and I said, oh, well, let's get a grant writer, right? But the, the point is, is that I submitted those RFPs a lot. I've won contracts recently that could or could not be life-changing, but I will say it's put me in a better position. But you have to be willing to be told no. You have to be willing to accept no. And you got to be able to adapt and figure out a resolution when you are told no. And a lot of people don't are not able to find a resolution or to be able to handle the gravity of somebody telling them no, whether that be a mentor, whether that be somebody they're trying to do business with. They got to also be able to handle criticism from family and friends. Because one thing you got to understand is when you create a business, and it, again, people are going to call it a little business. They're going to say a little thing you're doing over there. Guess what? <laughs> They're going to make fun of it. That's just the nature of it. Nobody believes yeah. in you until it's already built. Then everybody wants to give you the roses and flowers. And the funny thing is once it becomes building, you're on the mountaintop, then they want to tear you down. It's so funny how it works. So you have to be able to say, I believe in it because I believe in it. Not because somebody gave me a pat on the back. Because guess what? You got to be your own champion. You got to clap because everybody's going to clap in the beginning when you win at first. But then that road of 10 years, 15 years, it ain't going to be a lot of people clapping for you. It's just going to be you and yourself. So you got to clap for yourself because everybody's not going to always be clapping for you because nobody expected to see you go so far. Sometimes somebody, some people cannot see the forest from the trees. You got to understand that. Are the trees from the forest? I should say. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I should say that, I mean, yeah, handle criticism, be able to accept no, and you have to be consistent and disciplined. Those are things that if you don't have that, and when I say discipline, I say in the fact that, hey, some of you guys own businesses and you work from home. You got to understand working from home and the things that come along with it. It's so easy to just go lay up in the bed. It's so easy to wake up at noon and then get your day started, right? It's so easy to just get, uh, you know, busy with other things, watching TV, you know what I mean? Sidetrack with so many other things. You have to be disciplined and cutting out time as an entrepreneur and say, I'm committed and devoted to this. I am disciplined and I'm going to be consistent day in and day out. Are you going to be perfect? No. Are you going to have bad days? Yes. You have to be disciplined. You have to be consistent. That is what produces results. Really, it's not even about your talent all the time. It's about how long can you weather the storm? A lot of people just quit. They don't even weather the storm. Mm -hmm. I got you. You know what? We um, One of the other things is that if you ever played baseball, I don't know if uh, some of you have played baseball, but then when you play the sport of baseball and in baseball, what makes a good player is they only got to hit the ball two times out of every 10. They're a good player. They'll make millions just hitting the ball two times, two times out of every 10. They'll consider you darn good. And they'll make you almost great if you hit it three to four times out of ten. You're almost great in baseball. <laughs> that's almost a great that's – a, that's a great player. But if you hit it two times, I mean, just one to two times out of ten, you're a pretty darn good baseball player. That means you got to miss it a whole lot more than you hit it. And so you, you got to have a strong mentality when you're playing baseball because you fail so often. And because you fail so often, you have to have a strong mentality. That's why they say baseball is a mental game because you need the mentality to be strong through all the failures. 
And a lot of people cannot handle the mentality of failure. And so they have to be ready for that in those times when it's very, very difficult because you're going to fail a lot. And so you have to have a strong mentality to say, okay, I know I'm going to fail a lot. It's part of the process. I know it's going to happen, but you only need one or two hits. That's it. <laughs> one or two hits. <laughs> you get one or two hits, a few bunts here and there, <laughs> move you around the bases. Then all of a sudden you'll find out the business is working. Then you find out, hey, I'm good at bunting. Now bunt more than, than I'm good at hitting home runs. Okay, it doesn't matter which one because it only takes one to three hits out of every team. That's interesting you said it because entrepreneurship is kind of like baseball. And, you know, we've talked about this before and the fact that a lot of people, when they create businesses, want to hit home runs. Dude, it ain't going to happen. I'm telling you. <laughs> we both telling you. It ain't going to be home runs all day. You're going to hit a home run, but it ain't going to be to the sixth inning. Because the first couple innings, you're striking out. Then you want to bunt because, you know what I'm saying, you, you're getting along with the process. You know, you know you're getting closer. And then you, you finally get singles and doubles and RBI, all the other things that go along with baseball. That ain't my sport, I'll tell you right now. I kind of got into my own. I'm more basketball. They didn't have the mentality so, for it. But look, look, look. I'm telling you guys, it really is like that. And then you get a home run sometimes. You know what I mean? You come to the play, you, you smack it through the park. But that home run can sometimes be life-changing. Now, home run can change the dynamics of the game. And, and that's what you have to understand is that's why it's so big to be consistent and disciplined is it appreciate those singles you got to base. Most people can't even get to base. Okay. Guess what? You stole a base. Okay. You got a double, you got an RBI and all those other things come on appreciate those small wins. They turn the big game. Mm -hmm. You got it, man. It's been good. I think we have this uh, up for you guys and you guys can hear what we did on these, this podcast. It has been great, man. We we hope we sent out a lot of information. I hope in some way, shape, or form that it would help you and uh, maybe help build your business or build your brand or what you're going to do. Hopefully, it encourages you, if nothing else, to stay in the race, stay strong, stay with it. All right. Well, that's the end of it. That's the end of it. You guys know where to find us. YouTube, Instagram. Right, we'd love to hear your questions, uh, even relationships, any type of questions you may have. Send them in. Send them to us. We'd love to make those topics and even get you on our call. Come, yeah. Call in. Call in. We got to get yeah. a number so they can call us in. Call in. We tell you when we're going to be in. You guys call me in. And then guess what? I'll give you the real deal, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one.